0: Hey there Jets fans, welcome to the Jetcentric Podcast. My name is Adrian your host, and this is a little special edition about Bufflin. Uh, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're aware of uh, some recent news with the Bufflin situation, which I'll get to, um, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to try and make clear some things that uh, kind of piece it all together, what we all know, what's in the, the public sphere, um, plus a little bit of stuff that's in the private sphere that I know about that uh, quite a few people have sort of talked about and reported. It's it's really weird as just a random podcast, fan podcast person to say you have sources, but kind of do. I mean, there's been quite a few people that uh, have connections that corroborate stories. Um, So I think I'll just, I'll make it obvious what part mm, is my own sort of fan fiction connecting the dots, which parts maybe are kind of from sources and which parts already widely out there. I mean, some people just forget what's been reported about this whole thing so I just want to say that also people have said why you know who are you if if this is coming from you and not the team how do we know that it's legit I go well why would the team report on this negative stuff I mean generally several day off just goes and talks about uh, things after they've been reported by an Elliot Friedman per se and um, comes out and talks about it so it's not like the team is just offering up information about a very awkward situation. So, yeah, I think, oh, yeah, go ahead. Go to the team for the information, but you're just going to be left wanting and not understanding the whole situation anyhow, especially if you're forgetful. So um, the other thing I'm going to say is with all of this, I kind of wonder what people, when they're demanding information from the team or from media, what information, when you follow a team, you're actually owed as a fan. Um, I think there's a sense of entitlement because it's our team and everything. And I'm not really sure that anyone has a good answer for that. But certainly some of us, you know, love information and and expect it. And it'd be great, you know, if the team was open about everything. But I don't think that's the normal way businesses run in general. I mean, my my bosses at work have meetings without me. And I don't know what they talk about, nor are they going to tell me. So, And I work there. So never mind somebody who we're just... um, servicing or doing work for or whatever right is not going to know all the inner workings of our business even if they're a fan of the company i work for so sometimes it's a little bit weird with that and um so i kind of get the quietness of the team and why the media doesn't get all the information and why the team doesn't really want it all out there but again i think a lot of this stuff is going to be normal and kind of connect the points pretty well so anyhow um going to go back. We're going to have to establish a couple of things here. So Wheeler has attached himself to Paul Maurice. He said so many times in interviews uh, uh, and Maurice as well. I think this is important for the whole story. Wheeler and Maurice kind of attached at the hip. I think that's a fair to say from all the interviews, the way they talk about each other. So just kind of keep that in the back of your head. Uh, Shevel Dayoff, very close with Bufflin. They talked about it at the fan forum. They're very close. He's the one that talked him off the fence from retiring, uh, according to the, again, public reports. So um, it's out there. So um, Wheeler and Maurice are attached. Shevel Dayoff and Bufflin are attached. Uh, Wheeler, the, so that's another point to remember. Wheeler um, gave an interview with Sarah and Marat Tatej talking about sort of how he you know, was difficult to deal with in the room last year. I think that's widely reported, and everybody knows that and kind of gets that. I think that's a good thing to kind of remember. Bufflin was injured last season. He missed 40, 42 games too. So this whole idea of him being injured in the summer is a little bit more suspect and and not a hockey injury. So I think just keep that in the back of your mind. He missed like most of last season, and that's when the Jets really dipped. He played about 10, I think he played 10 games before playoffs after uh, Christmas or in, in the new year. So January on. So just something else to, to keep in mind there. Bufflin, everything that we love about him. Another thing to remember, he's super laid back. We love that he's chilled, that he's, you know, singing sweet uh, Caroline in the penalty box, that he's looking at the camera while he's trying to kill a penalty. The playful, laid back buff is the things that we loved about him. But also it's important to remember that maybe parts of that his personality that way are the things that made this thing spiral out of control or or not be handled in sort of a normal manner that a lot of people would but just in a, a way that was too casual so uh, the things that you love about them are also going to be the things that i think that you know sort of uh were part of all this um and also the last thing um no actually no i talked about that okay forget it so <coughs> i do actually have notes here that i'm reading so um so, first thing, we'll go back to last season, right? Uh, the Jets started off well. they kind of continuing off uh, their previous season, the, the best season in Winnipeg Jets hockey history. Then they followed off up to December. Pretty good. Line had a crazy November. Buffalo gets injured. New year. Jets don't do very well. Season was a bit of a flop in the second half. Um, they did okay in the playoffs, except for that last game. You know, it wasn't really that great. Anyhow. Um, but Buffalo was injured. He missed most of that season. He was, uh, you know, rehabbing that. He had, I believe, a concussion too from, was it Alexiak or something? So, um, yeah, so he was already dealing with some stuff. Now, the talked about at the end of the season, Mike McIntyre talked about uh, or wrote an article about the ruffled feathers that Paul Maurice mentioned. Wheeler has come out and talked about his problematic nature there. He's grown up a lot, and credit to him. I think that's great. I think nobody has ever held him to any kind of account except himself, which is good. But the idea that he's just a super... I mean, honestly, now I think he's probably a great captain, but I think back then maybe not as much. So credit to him where he's changed. But going back to last season, Buff missing so much time. Buff being sort of that one level of chill, sort of below normal, that almost makes it problematic. And Wheeler, that one level above intense, that sort of makes it problematic. One level, yeah, too high. Um, they sort of balance each other out, is my understanding in the room before that. Um, having one that was like the coach's guy and one that was a player's guy, Buff would, you know, always encourage young guys to go for beers and whatnot. He was a real glue guy, for lack of a better term. Um so the fact that Buff missed so much time, Wheeler kind of got to run the room, and that was a contentious point, I think, for a lot of people, especially when Buff kind of came back in and didn't like what he saw. And so the rumors out there are that they got into blows. Uh, not blows, uh, sorry, that there was a shoving match and argument. As Somebody said that they got in a fight fight. I don't actually believe that, to be honest. But anyhow, that's, that's out there, and there's been quite a few people that have talked about that. So take that for what it's worth, and see if it ties into the rest of the story. See if this kind of makes sense. So they uh, that happens, season ends. Buff, this is my my fan fiction here for sure. Um, You know, year end meeting the right after the St. Louis series. You know, garbage day, garbage bag day. Um, They do their their testing and everything. He um, probably at that time said, "I'm done. I'm I'm retiring." You know, uh, you know, get rid of Wheeler. Uh, or I'm, you know, retiring, sort of almost an ultimatum, it seemed like, like whatever it was kind of pushed him to the brink. Now, he did have that injury too, which uh, definitely played into it. Um, my understanding, and I, I, this is not fan fiction, is the Jets knew about his uh, injury in his foot, but probably because he's planning on retiring, um, the, the fracture in his ankle or foot, I, I can't remember. Um, basically, the, the diagnosis was, if it's a small thing, it should heal on its own, right? Um, and it actually got worse instead of getting better, which is part of this whole story. So anyhow, I'm sorry. I'm, I think I'm just catching a cold here. Um, so you have Buff saying that he's going to retire or move Wheeler or sort of sort that thing out. Um, now I will say, uh, uh I'll put this under fan fiction. How about that? I, I won't, I won't say this like a fact because um, people won't like this, especially there'll be some blowback. But the Jets do try and trade Wheeler. Um, There's a trade essentially lined up that Chipman Ixnays says no to the trade. He's not trading his captain. Um, Sheveldayoff tried to do Buff a solid, and uh, yeah, so that doesn't happen. Also, uh, I'm not going to talk about Mark Stone. Forget it. Nope, nope, just... I'll just say I'm not going to talk about Mark Stone, and the rest of you can kind of fill in the details. How about that? Some of you already know about that. Um, yeah, so the the trade Wheeler thing, uh, apparently the, this bit of fan fiction, just it's completely made up. Let's just say that it's uh, not found in anything. Uh, it doesn't happen. So Buff, you know, doesn't work out, doesn't do much over the summer, comes back to training camp. Uh, you know, him and Wheeler get into it again. This was... I'm going to say not fan um, they, uh And he also realizes that his ankle is worse. So now you have a guy who wanted to retire, who shoveled off, talked him off the fence, I believe, at the exit meeting saying, say anything but retire. Just go take some time, you know, come back in training camp and we'll kind of revisit the stuff. Um, I don't think that he's declared for that he was going to retire you know, after showing up to one training camp session. Oh, my ankle hurts, and uh, that's it? Like, the, it, the timeline doesn't add up. So it kind of takes the summer to think about it. He decides to kind of come back. Um, uh, yeah, I won't talk about the, the, the Wheeler-Buff interaction there, but it sounds like it. nothing had been really resolved personally that way. Plus, he realizes his ankle is worse, and uh, that's problematic because the doctors and him signing off on this stuff, which was part of the contentious issue it said that it was supposed to get better, and it didn't. It actually got worse. So now he's sitting on the sideline. They, they go through all the procedures, right? They suspend him, uh, which is just procedural. Um, then they, you know, eventually start working into this arbitration thing, which, again, there's a CBA. There's a, he does have a contract. He's, he is part of a union, right? There's a bunch of people involved that isn't just himself, and I think his chill, laid-back attitude was fine to just, you know, not follow proper procedures with everything and and his relationship with Shevel Dayoff which is really close uh made it such that um they didn't probably follow all the proper procedures it's sort of more like hey just just let's keep this on the down low and let's not say or, or do anything else with this right now so 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 we get up to this uh, arbitration thing it gets killed cuz Buff probably doesn't have much of a leg to stand on that's uh yeah Maybe a bad reference, <laughs> seeing that he had surgery on it. Um, but he's uh, training everything. I think that um, probably some of the pressure on the season, take from the season, ticket t- holders and the season how it's gone has probably pressured um, uh, Chipman. This is this can be some speculation, obviously, um, to you know trying to wrap this thing up real quick because they want to move on to try and either salvage the season or make things look better. Or in some way maybe give Cheval Dayoff a chance to save his job, right? Because he he's sort of a you know, hitched his ride to this buff cart and or this buff horse and it uh, didn't go very well. Like this this whole season hasn't been that great, and the buff situation has loomed over, they haven't had the cap space, and this is kind of because of the relationship between Cheval Dayoff and um and Bufflin. And I think uh, Chipman probably has gotten completely annoyed with it. It said, we got to end this thing. This is really, really bad business and this isn't time for it. I mean, I, I doubt if they kill this arbitration thing, honestly, if the Jets are what, second in the central and, uh, you know, all their metrics are fine and everything is going great. They probably just let it play out. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect them. Um, the cap space, they've probably weaseled away enough from not having guys in the box to, uh, in the press box, I should say to, uh, you know, have a bit of money to, to go out and get a piece. Right. So I, I think there's some pressure, internal pressure. And uh, maybe this has kind of made Chipman side a little bit more with the fact that he wouldn't trade Wheeler. Maybe I shouldn't say the fact. But um, that it's a little bit more like Chipman and Wheeler and Maurice, who has built-in excuses for this season because he hasn't had the manpower. Um, that's sort of one side of the coin. And then you got got... Um, Bufflin and Shovelday off on the other side. So I'm really curious to see if this costs Shovelday off his job, or if he can do the things that he needs to to, I guess, save his his job. Um, but really, the it seems like there's a pretty easy divide to to picture. And especially now, like the way that I look at it is, I think there's enough blame to go around. Um will maybe hit on each person between Chipman, uh, Maurice, Shovelday off, Bufflin, and Wheeler. Right, sort of those five main parties in in all of this, um, and I kind of assign it like there's I I wouldn't blame one person. I'd probably give everybody a slice of the pie, I'd give everybody twenty percent uh, fault. So it's not one person's fault, but everybody has some faults in in all this. Chipman maybe meddling, letting it uh, you know sit too long, um, letting you know shovel day off kind of like giving him the the leash to to do this um, siding. Uh, so strongly with Wheeler that he wouldn't think of trading him because that contract isn't going to look good. So it would have been kind of an easy way, especially if you had something out there and shutting that down, you know, if that's apparently true. Maurice just letting his heart get the best of him in all this, or uh, sorry, a shovel day off, letting his heart get the best of him and sort of letting this um, hamstring himself. He's the one that talked him out of the retirement. So, I mean, there's some of this he's kind of dug his own grave in a little way, for, for lack of a better term. Uh, Bufflin, for sure, being too chill about everything and at some point saying, ah, I'm just taking my ball and going home, as one person described to, to me. I mean, that's a bit problematic. Again, part of his personality, the things that we love about him are also the parts that probably make this whole thing, you know, go worse than it needed to. Wheeler, with what happened, you know, in the room last year and his, the contentiousness that he had between all the young guys and Bufflin when he came back. Sounds like problematic, and maybe his attitude towards Bufflin. I'd be, it'd be interesting to hear a media person ask Wheeler specifically about his relationship with Bufflin, and uh, what he thinks of this whole thing. And then Maurice for basically letting, um, you know, Wheeler do that to the room. He's uh, he's admitted to sort of staying out of it and not really doing anything with the room, just letting the guys figure it out, and giving the captain all the praise in the world, and and kind of ragging on young guys a lot too and never veterans. I mean, the Toby Enstrom thing, I'm sure, did not sit well with Bufflin. I'm sure that the um, the Troubaugh and the power play thing, that apparently didn't sit well with, with Bufflin, right? So there's there's a couple of things that Buff would have issue with with Maurice, and maybe you say, well, that's he's a player, he shouldn't do that, but I don't know. Okay, well, then either you love Buff or you don't, and so, it, like, you kind of, I don't know if you have to choose a side, but at least see both the sides, so... Um, whatever you want to make a uh, make of that i will say this too about the buff situation a couple of things that were really gross um i saw where people posting his address online and like harassing his wife online and talking about like cheating rumors that were completely unfounded um all that stuff was really really gross um i know some people probably take exception to this whole little monologue rant thing here but at least there's some elements of truth to it um uh, that are, are again widely reported some people are figuring it out on their own uh online it's kind of interesting to to see, but um yeah, I just uh, i I don't know, I just felt like I couldn't not comment on on that because that was really really frustrating to see um so yeah i I think Chevy's job is um you know potentially on the hook I mean if I is uh, you know arbitrarily just assigned a blame at twenty percent each uh eighty percent of the blame is still within the organization right now, right buff's the only that's not there, and I do actually think Buff plays again. I think uh, Ken Wiebe wrote an article the other day s- saying that he thinks this might be then of, uh, of Buff's career. But uh, I don't know. I think he he plays again. Um, I I was hoping that he would play for the Jets again, and they just wanted to close this chapter off and then re-sign him for, you know, one year, $8 million, and then just let him retire after that because I don't think he wants to move his family, right? He's nice and close to where he grew up. So that would be the perfect end to the story, but I, I don't think Chipman will let that happen, honestly. So um, that's just my, my take on, on that. So I do not think Buff plays with the Jets. I do think that he plays again. I think he signs a year or something in Minnesota and then just retires after that, and then, yeah. The, that's probably it. And then becomes the uh, the player uh, or the VP of player enrichment for the Minnesota Wild, and takes all the guys on fishing trips. So it seems like a a likely final final outcome. Or you know it'd be it'd be cool if the Jets got him back and then gave him a position with the Jets or something like they did Mark Stewart and you know funnel some money off to the side to him, just in some ridiculous made up position. So I don't think that's happening anymore. But. Um, yeah, so I think that's pretty much it. Talked about the the blame for everybody. I think Chevy's job is questionable. I do think Buff plays again. I think Chipper killed the arbitration in whatever kind of uh, bully manner he could have. Um, I do think Chipper and Wheeler and Maurice are aligned and shovel day off with Buff, which is, you know, going to be problematic if the season ends really, really poorly. I think Wheeler's definitely grown up a lot, and that's great, but uh, um, I think it's part of this, you know, is problematic obviously buff's ankle once uh, once the the people issues were there the ankle stuff still exists right so the the surgery the injury that the jets did know about uh, at that exit meeting and then did actually get worse instead of better and how that why he would have felt like he was owed you know some some payback for that because it wasn't a non hockey related injury so um Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, uh, Probably a couple little surprises in there about the trade wheeler thing, but whatever. Some of you aren't going to believe this anyhow, so it doesn't really matter. Um, Yeah, that's it. That's it. Very, very unprofessional. Very, um, (laughs) the way that I did this and just this rambling talk. Like I said, I do have notes here, but they're kind of all over the place, as usual, but hopefully that sheds a little light on the situation from... uh, Somebody who's definitely not an insider, but, you know, knows a couple people and can actually remember a couple of the stories and piece them together. So um, hope that helps.